0: Hey friends, today is May 31st, 2021, my last day of maternity leave from my business as a time management coach. My little girl Elizabeth was born on March 6th, and I've been so grateful to have these past few months to adjust to being a mom of two and to spend quality time with her. That first month was such a blur, lots of sleepless nights. And also sleepless days, just generally not a lot of sleep, (laughs) recovering from giving birth, and also taking care of our two-year-old, Camilla. It's been a lot, but of course I wouldn't trade it for the world. Last week, I spent some time prepping for the return to work, and I shared a behind-the-scenes look in some Instagram stories at how I cut back on overwhelm by separating the different parts of my life into separate Google calendars, a calendar for coaching sessions, podcast interviews, and time blocks, a calendar for my marketing plan, personal calendars for life stuff, babysitters, and reminders, and finally, a calendar for my ideal week. You can find this behind the scenes calendar tour over on my Instagram profile and a highlight called Calendars if you want to see it for yourself. If we're not Instagram friends yet, you can find me at Anna D. Cornick. So, after sharing this peek at how I stay organized, I got a lot of questions about my ideal week. Tell me about an ideal week. I really think this could work for me. How do I create an ideal week? So, this week, I've got two things for you. First, head over to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash game plan and enroll in my brand new mini course called Get a Game Plan. For only $47, which is a fraction of what it costs to work with me one-on-one, you can get the same step-by-step process for creating your own ideal week and designing your own weekly planning session. Having an ideal week and doing a weekly planning session, those are my tried and true methods for winning my week before it starts. And you can have that too. So head to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash game plan. And in less than an hour, you can get a game plan and design your winning week. And the second thing I've got for you today is this. Episode 48 of It's About Time called My Secret to Getting Everything Done, Why You Need an Ideal Week. If you've never listened to this episode, definitely keep listening because it's coming up next. And if you've already tuned in for episode 48, I encourage you to stay tuned and get a good refresher on one of the best time management, productivity, and work-life balance strategies around. It's definitely one of my favorite. All right, stay tuned for episode 48 and don't forget that you can get your game plan and design your winning week, your ideal week, at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash game plan. Have any questions? Send me a DM over on Instagram and let's talk. And until then, I'll talk to you soon. Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 48 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies about work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, and in today's episode, I'm sharing my number one secret for getting things done during the week. Sure, it takes being thoughtful, a little setup, and some creativity, but once you've started using this secret, you'll be hooked. And you'll be surprised at just how easy time management can be. So what's the secret? It's all in designing an ideal week, creating a template for how you'll spend your time in advance. And if the idea of creating a template sounds scary or intimidating, think of it like a coloring book, where the lines are already there and you can see the big picture. But it's up to you to color in the lines. And if you're like me, go outside of the lines and get a little creative when you need to. So today, in this episode, I'm sharing why designing an ideal week is so life-changing and the key difference between ideal and perfect because we are not about perfection here. And you'll also walk away with the simple steps that you can take to design your ideal week and make time management easier than ever. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and listening in the car while you're running errands or folding laundry, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, the full step-by-step plus links to any of the resources I mentioned. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 48.
1: If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna dearman Cornick. There's no need to reinvent the wheel.
0: I don't know about you, but there are few things that I dislike more than wasting my time redoing, reworking, recreating, or reinventing the wheel. At past jobs, One of my first questions when a new project or process was introduced, my first question was usually, is there a best practice we can follow? Is there someone we can look to who's already doing this successfully? In my nonprofit volunteering roles, I tend to approach things the same way. A few years ago, in fact, I had the opportunity to design a brand new women's leadership conference from the ground up. My first move? To research other similar nonprofits who had designed and hosted successful conferences. I even reached out to some of those conference planners directly, and as a result, got to know amazing women in Greenville, South Carolina, learned how they do things in Memphis, and found out what worked well in Delaware. Even when it comes to cleaning schedules at home, Why create my own cleaning routine from scratch when great examples already exist and can be found with a quick Pinterest search? Sure, there's certainly a time when truly designing something custom from start to finish is worthwhile or even necessary. But for most things, there's just no need to reinvent the wheel. And yet, despite the fact that you might be nodding your head in agreement right now, So many of us reinvent the wheel week in and week out when it comes to our schedules and how we spend our time. What if you could design an awesome schedule that enables you to fit in everything that matters most and then copy and paste it from week to week, tweaking what you need to? Or what if you had a stencil or a template or even just some guidelines to follow and make minor adjustments here and there? allowing you to give your most important decision-making power to the big things in life. Imagine this. It's Friday afternoon. You're relaxed, sipping a glass of wine, not an ounce of stress in sight. You're capping off the end of a great, no, fantastic week. You got enough sleep. You crossed everything off of your to-do list, and you even had time for yourself too. Your mornings were relatively stress-free, and you felt present and engaged with your friends and family during your downtime. You already know how you're spending your weekend, and when you think about Monday, no sweat. You're energized instead of filled with dread. You know exactly what your focus will be next week. Does this sound like a dream to you? It doesn't have to be. I'm here to tell you that yes, this dream life is possible and getting there is simpler than you might think. I mean, that sounds pretty great, doesn't it? Enter the ideal week. Your ideal week is your blueprint, your roadmap for the week ahead. Back in episode 40, I shared seven habits that could change your life. Definitely go back to that one and listen if you haven't, but the second habit I shared in that episode was to begin with the end in mind. And that's exactly what an ideal week does. It allows you to picture your week ahead, your blueprint, and fill in the blanks to design a winning week for yourself. So why is this so life-changing? Two words, decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is what happens when we make a lot of decisions, and by a lot, we're talking at least 35,000 decisions each day. And our decision-making ability is like a gas tank. Each morning, we wake up with a finite amount of good decision-making fuel. And with each decision we make, going for a run instead of hitting the snooze button, deciding what to wear, what to eat for lunch, by the end of the day, Our tank is so empty, it makes saying no to a bowl of ice cream with chocolate syrup nearly impossible. There's a reason why so many bad decisions are made at night. An ideal week combats decision fatigue by creating a template that you can use week in and week out so you're not scrambling to decide each day what you'll do and when you'll do it. But before I dive into how to create your ideal week and where it should live, I've got to address some pretty important vocabulary. So, let's talk about the difference between ideal and perfect. We are not aiming to create a perfect, flawless week because we know that there is no such thing as perfect. Plus, aiming for absolute perfection is a fast track toward disappointment and frustration. Instead, we're going to set our sights on ideal, and here's why. Perfection is defined as flawless, without mistake. Ideal, on the other hand, means optimal, being the best possibility. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done but sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at annadkornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but An ideal week is the best possibility for your week with the realistic understanding that your ideal week may never ever happen minute by minute, which might have you wondering, well, what's the point of creating one at all? Great question. Even though your ideal week may never happen, the power is in the process. The process of thinking through and visualizing what that ideal week would look like will cause you to make purposeful decisions about how you spend your time. So let's talk about what your ideal week might look like. If your ideal week is a template for how you spend your time, it's going to include a mix of specific activities and broad categories, depending on what your life and work look like. Your ideal week can include a time block that includes your seven to nine hours of sleep, a place for your morning routine and your commute time to work, if you commute. If you have standing meetings or calls associated with your work or recurring weekly evening activities like book club or sitting at your daughter's gymnastic practice, those items will have a home on your ideal week. And if you want to cultivate a habit of regular workouts or meditation practice, give it a home on your calendar. And where does your ideal week live? Well, you've got a few options, depending on whether you're a digital planner relying on Google Calendar, Outlook, or iCal, or if you're a paper planner who can't live without your Erin Condren, your day designer, or your Emily Lay simplified planner close by. Paper-loving friends, get excited because there's a blank calendar page waiting for you over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 48 to print and mark up with highlights, stickies, and anything else you need to design your week. Download and print as many copies as you need. Digital friends, create a new blank calendar inside your digital calendar of choice, name it My Ideal Week, and then get after it, creating time blocks and rearranging. Color code your heart out. But I've got to tell you, even though my final ideal week lives in Google Calendar, I always start this exercise by putting pen to paper. So you'll want to grab that blank calendar sheet waiting for you in the show notes too to get started. Okay, so now that you've decided where you want your ideal week to live, Here are a few simple steps to designing your ideal week. First, block out time for what's most important. And yes, this first takes getting clear on what's most important to you. You may have heard me refer to the most important things in life as boulders before. Those big, heavy, immovable milestones in your week that represent what's most important to you. This might look like bedtime stories with your kids daily quiet time or time carved out for personal or professional development. This might be a date night with your significant other or worship time on the weekend. Boulders might also look like the activities in your work that are important but not necessarily urgent and therefore often get skipped or put on the back burner in favor of more urgent work. You know, the stuff that's on fire. Examples of boulders in your professional life might look like proactive research into things like grant opportunities or potential new clients. It could look like proactive business development activities or proactive marketing activities like updating your website that's collecting dust or creating engaging social media content when you know that it positively impacts your business. So once you've blocked out time for your most important things, Your next step is to add in your routines. The five essential routines are a great place to start morning, evening, workday startup, workday shutdown, and your weekly planning session. Head over to episode 17 to learn more about setting up those five routines. Then, if you have standing or recurring meetings with your team, your boss, or your clients, add in those blocks. Your next step is to take a look at the free space that's available. Congratulations because you now have a realistic understanding of how much time you actually have to get work done during your weeks. Sometimes this part can be a little alarming seeing that you have less free space than you realized. And, it can also give you a little relief because you come to realize that the 72 items that you put on your to-do list were completely unrealistic with the four free hours you actually have to accomplish them in. It's not that you're lazy and it's not that you're not good at what you do. It's that you now have a realistic picture of how much time is actually available. That 72-point to-do list, completely Unrealistic. So, with that free space that's available, this is where you start dropping in focused work blocks. So, ask yourself when during the day are you at your best? Are you totally wide awake in the morning and foggy in the afternoon? Or do you totally come alive at 2 p.m.? So, based on when you know you're at your best, block out time during that part of the day for focused work the deep work that requires your attention, fewer distractions and interruptions, and that really moves the needle in your work. After blocking out your focused work time, you'll probably have some space left. You can fill in these blanks with other important tasks and activities that you know you need to complete on a weekly basis. Or you can leave it blank and call it flex time to decide in the moment. Whatever your ideal week looks like, starting with a template, A puzzle where every piece fits instead of starting from scratch or reinventing the wheel every week? Having an ideal week enables you to walk into your week with more clarity because you have a plan, more confidence because you know exactly how much available time you have, and more intention because you've set aside time for what's most important first. So let's recap. An Ideal Week is amazing because it enables you to begin with the end in mind. It gives you a realistic understanding of how much time is actually available, and it cuts down on decision fatigue because you're starting with a template instead of starting from scratch. And just a reminder, we're not aiming for perfect. We're aiming for ideal, the best possibility. Your ideal week is going to be based on your roles, responsibilities, and what life looks like for you. And it can live tucked inside your paper planner or on a fresh digital calendar that you can toggle on and off as a guide. And to create your ideal week, first, start with what matters most. Add your boulders. Next, add your routines. Then, add your standing meetings. Once you've got those milestones in your ideal week, Assess your available free space. Create blocks designated for your focused work. Then use the remaining space to add in other less important work or leave it open for flex time. If you're ready to start designing your ideal week, head over to the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 48 to download and print the blank calendar page that you can mark up and create your messy first drafts. You've got to start somewhere, and it might take some trial and error, but remember, the power is in the process. So there you have it. Go grab that blank calendar page download and design your ideal week so you'll never have to reinvent the wheel again. And before you switch over to your next podcast or put your phone away, I encourage you to click the subscribe button wherever you're listening to your podcast to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. And if you like what you hear, I would be so grateful for your review. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 48. And while you're there, don't forget to download your blank calendar page. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 49. I'll be talking fitness, financial fitness, with Kristen Recupero. We'll dive into managing your money paying off debt and more. If you liked episode 17, all about how I stay on top of my finances with my finance Friday routine, you are going to love what Kristen has to say next week in episode 49. All right, that's it for today.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.